0: This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan.
1: Hey, folks. Welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I'm Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, and hope you're having an awesome weekend as we are now. Officially I would almost think since there's no more snow on the way deep into the spring market and are started into it, however you want to look at it, we feel like we're deep into it. But and I have with me the one and only from Presidential Bank Mortgage with all the money over there lending them out like crazy, Mr.
0: Terry Kernan. Hey buddy. How we doing?
1: All righty. Well, it's uh it's definitely fun, fun times in the real estate market still.
0: Yeah, the the um um hard to believe it's March uh can't believe it's march it's like where did february go yeah um, disappeared disappeared but uh things have picked up um you know the energy is definitely there it's, it's not subsiding at all uh in the industry um the demand is still there so it's it's all is good
1: very good all right let's get right on into it here inventory inventory i looked at that 133 resale homes wow so we're staying above 100 the bubble's like we're not I don't think we're going to go back under 100. I think we broke those records. Um but the next big record is like can we get to 150 or 200, you know? And I do. I think we're going to see that. I have buyers asking me still Terry. I have um Oh, I probably have a good six buyers right now that are pretty pretty active like hey, where's we've seen a here's the attitude. We've seen a little bit more come out in our criteria, but not enough. Not enough to get us excited yet. And Darren, do you think in a week or in a month? Like when are the flood what they're saying is when are the floodgates gonna open where we're gonna wake up one morning and all of your automatic emails of my search criteria of homes for sale, instead of just seeing one or two, there's like ten of them, honey. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So that's what I'm sensing, and it's kind of funny because no one has a crystal ball. I mean, I don't know. I mean the only thing I can say is hey, I've got Um, I've got five homes. I mean, no, for me, I have five homes that we just got two for sale, two up for sale. And I have three more coming that I'm getting ready to put on the market in the next week or two. So in my brain, I mean, if I go to my head in this and get logical, Terry, with the numbers geek I am, and I think, okay, I'm one single agent. If I've got five listings in one month, okay, okay, and there's 14, 15, 1600 in the area, well, if everybody has five, that would be, like, 8,000 homes coming on the market or 5,000 homes or, or like, 5,000 homes. And I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. So, like, what – Like, so I'm starting to ask, like, other agents in my office. I'll see them in the hall, and they're like, hey, Darren, hey, I have a question. How many homes do you have coming up for sale in the next week or two? So I'm starting to ask my agent colleagues, like, what do you have coming up? What are you experiencing? Do you have, like, five like I have or none or ten? Because I'm trying to really get a gauge for the buyers right now of what what's coming, like how much inventory and what the market could look like in the next month. Because let's be honest, at 133, if we stayed this level all summer long, this is not going to be good. A lot
0: of people go hungry.
1: Yeah. Like, yes. So it's really daunting to think what would life look like if we never break 200 home resales for sale. So – what are your thoughts on all this that I'm trying to figure out for my buyers?
0: Here here's the thought. Enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. So what we're going to do is we're not going to say there's only 133 homes on the market. <laughs> we're going to say that we're going to say that listings have increased by over 40% in the last 7 days. Yes. Okay, I so agree. we're going to twist it. Yeah. So we're going to make it we're going to make it positive. We're going to bring light to it that yes, Listings are up 40%. I'm going to give you two numbers that I found. That are, I'm going to give you a little scenario that I found that you will find unbelievably interesting. You're talking about seeing agents in the hallway and, and walking past and saying, how many homes do you have coming on the market? I saw a number, 1.5 million active realtors approximately in the United States. Yeah, I agree. I saw okay. Yeah, I
1: know that. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Guess what? Guess how many listings there are currently in the United States, active listings. And this was, you know, mm. a couple days old.
1: How many listings in the United States? Well, there's like 20-some counties in Maryland. Everybody has 100 and 200 of them. We got like, what, five, four 4,000, 3,000 homes for sale in Maryland? I'm going to guess, I don't know, I'm going to say... Half a million homes are for sale in the United States right now, maybe. There's 50 states, so half a million.
0: That's a great guess. Half a million homes. 409,000 homes are currently on the market. (laughs) (laughs) So for every agent out there, there's approximate, for every listing out there, there's three agents that don't have, one in four, here's the number, one in four agents basically have a listing.
1: Yeah, this is scary.
0: Do you see where this is going?
1: I do. I Yeah, now I'm starting to get it. Yeah, because if every agent in the United States had just one house for sale, we would have 1.5 million homes for sale. Correct. And we sold last year, I think it was just a little, was it 5.1 million homes sold? Yes. And that's where we go back to the number that the average agent in the United States sells six, seven transactions a year. Because of those kind of numbers, but but it's not really that's not really legitimate, dairy Because if I'm doing sixty, then we know that offsets a whole bunch. So, Correct. anyways, but go ahead, where were you going with that? This is so, so basically.
0: There's 409 listings out there, and you've got one and a half million realtors chasing those 409. So not only oh, not yeah. only are they chasing them to get the listing. But they're the chasing them with buyers. Yeah. Okay. So when you hear about 10, 12 contracts on a deal, okay, like the one we had last week, that's real. And here are the numbers that are saying yes, it's not, it's not getting any better until that 409,000 turns into 609, 709. Let's get it up to 809,000. Let's double that number, and that'll be starting to get it back to where everybody's not tripping over each other. So that's what I found. I thought it was a little wow. thought it was interesting when we looked at the whole country. Yeah. Cuz you and I talk about Frederick County mostly and Washington County and some Montgomery County, but really let's look at the whole country. The other number was and I think I talked about this last week. The average home is on the market 61 days. That's the lowest number ever. Ever,
1: yeah. yeah, And that's for the United
0: States. Lowest number ever, 61 days. And what's funny
1: is we're flipping out. I just saw a house uh, this week, and it was on the market for like 18 days. And, of course, the buyer's like, what's wrong with it? I said, it must be a (laughs) teardown. It's bad whenever a home is on the market for three weeks or less, and you're already thinking it must be a teardown or something big. But, yeah, it's been good, though. I'll tell you this, though, what's been going on. Um, with the frustration I was talking last week, Terry, real quick, about agents' rules and the, 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 you know, our rule and how it's so easy for buyers to get really, really upset when their offers aren't getting accepted. And, um, you know, I went through that with a buyer this week, uh, last week, two weeks ago. Um, actually, in the last month, three, they three times got outbidded, and we finally, out of like nine offers, finally got a home under contract in Hagerstown. Really nice, at Williamsport, really nice home right by Hagerstown. And um, they're just so excited because they said to me the very thing I said. They, they said, Darren, this is better than the other ones we lost out on. You were right. And it's a great location. We're really happy. It's the perfect size. I mean, it just kind of worked out. But everybody wants to know, like, what did they do? How did they go from being disappointed? I know they were kind of thinking, like, Darren, are you sure there's nothing else you could have, like, suggested to us to win these other offers? I mean, they were... They were really. I mean, the wife was really on the edge. I don't blame her. It was really heartbreaking. It's just emotional, and it's and it's funny because you know I I finally once we were going through the like she she did a walkthrough with a with the internet like we did a virtual tour and the husband was there. Okay. We put the offer in and got it accepted that night. It was like down to the deadline. Like you have one hour to get the offer in. It was that deal. Wow. So we went back the next day for her to see it in person live. <laughs> This is how this works now. And it was fine. It was great. She already knew it. It was fine. So we get finished looking at it, and I said, so what do you think? She's like, oh, this is great. I said, what am I thinking? I went with on my camera, and I said, let's do a video right now. Let's just do a live video, and I just want you to share all the emotions, all the feelings, everything you can think of. And it was awesome. For like a minute and a half, she did a live thing for me. And it was just really good to solidify all that we had gone through. and I finally at the end I said, "So you're not mad at me anymore." Are you? And she goes, "No, we love you. We've never been mad." I said, "Yes, you were. Last week, last week you were you were not loving me. you were it wasn't the same feeling like now, and she kind of grinned and goes, "That's true, but it really wasn't you. It was just the whole frustration, like how many more times do we have to go through this kind of thing?" So this is why I did that last week, Terry, about it's fine to feel frustrated. It's fine to all these things like that and to even question, like, could my agent have suggested anything else or gotten any more information we could have known about or anything else like that? And at the end of the story, the answer typically is no. Once an agent, a good agent you're working with is really going through every single thing that you can and can't do, you know, and and what risk tolerance we talked about, what tolerance of risk do you have? And, and how bad are you going to cry if you get this or not? And the whole nine yards, at the end of the day, as emotional as it is, I always go back to, I promise you, we're going to find you the right thing. The right thing is going to happen, and you're going to be excited, okay? It's very, very rare, Terry, that a seller or a buyer throws in the towel, and they're done, and I'm never looking at a house again. I'm just going to live in the same place, or I'm just going to live in my car under a bridge, and I'm good, you know?
0: That just doesn't happen. So for the seller side, so that's the buyer side of it. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that is um, what I'm listening to you say is, is great. So you said it was the third contract that they wrote. Fourth. Which, they fourth. lost three. They, we they finally three. got okay. on to the fourth one. What did you do differently <laughs> on number four that you didn't do on one, two, and three?
1: Um, okay, only one thing. Okay. Uh, yes, there was really only one thing, and it came down to the, um, the underappraisal we upped a little bit. Okay. We went from ten to fifteen thousand on that. Okay, um, the price a little higher, a little more aggressive than I thought. Like I said, like three ninety, and they're like, "No, three ninety five, Darren. We're going more in, man. What's the worst thing to happen?" Okay. So some of it was that, but not not crazy. Nothing crazy, but enough to go. All right, I. They're like, "How do you think?" I'm like, "I don't think that's going to hurt you. I mean, that's nothing that crazy." Here's the deciding factor. This house was rehabbed top to bottom, like new, gorgeous, new appliances, new HVAC, new roof, newer, newer roof. So this is something I never suggest. So you ask the question, what changed? And that leads me into one other thing I want to talk about a little later because this is coming. Um, when we got down to the appraisal, we already know the as-is. The difference is... As is, like, we're going to do it within five days and we have a right to terminate or ask for something to be fixed if we find something that's major. Okay. Or no inspection at all. It's as is, but that means no inspection. Like, there's no contingency about that. Like, we're buying a house. We haven't even had a home inspector come through. Just our eyeballs have been on twice, and that's it. So I asked them, how would you like to handle the as is inspection this time guess what they said to me Terry uh
0: we'll just take it as is
1: yeah as is no inspection let's no go inspection yeah yep. if that's what it takes to get this place we feel pretty good he does HVAC by the way so he's like look the HVAC's great I can deal with that roof looks good maybe you got 10 years on it or less fine no leaking we're good what's worse than can happen we spend eight or ten thousand dollars to put shingles on the roof coming up On the inside, appliances are new. This is new. The toilets are new. The bathroom's new. The flooring's new. The paint, we can still smell it's so fresh. What's the other thing that could go wrong? I don't know. The garage door is working now. The garage door might not work the day you move in. How much is that to fix? $300. So really what happened is my buyers began to start to realize... What is the – the foundation looks good. There's no water leaks. There's no evidence moisture. Oh, and by the way, the sellers, when we went back a second time to see it, for the wife to see it. The seller, he was actually there, and that was cool. It did, no big deal. The, the, uh, the listing agent was fine with that. I'm good with that. Heck, we were there for 45 minutes, and the buyer and seller got to talk and share and had a lot in common, and it was great. And got to ask about utility bills. What a little trick about the house of this, little thing about that, because all the negotiation is done. So Mm -hmm. it was great. In my cell, my buyers walked away after 45 minutes meeting a seller feeling like, this is wonderful. We did a good thing. I think we did the right thing here. I think we went in. It sounded great. Everything's good. That's the deciding factor. Now, does it make me nervous? Of course. I got them on video. I said, repeat after me. If I find something wrong after I move in, Darren and REMAX and WFMD, And Terry and the dog and the cat and everybody is held harmless. We're not even going to mention it to you. Please repeat that after me. They kind of laughed and got what I meant. Like, hey, sign here, press hard, put it on video so that you can't come back and sue or get mad about anything. You decided to go that far out on the limb. We had that discussion. I think, Terry, the lawsuits that are coming in the future— Somebody asked me, what do we see in the future? Like, what could be the problems down the road? And I said, that's it. As is no, inspection is about the biggest thing that we could see coming back that I hope to God somebody keeps those addendums handy, like really fresh, because I promise you there are going to be buyers that are going to be mad and thinking like, well— We were advised not to do a home inspection. No, you were given the option and the opportunity. You chose what you wanted to do. And if you don't understand the choice you're making, guess what I always say? Seek legal counsel. I have a buyer right now, Terry, that's talking to Katrina over at Signature, getting legal counsel about something. I said, I'm not an attorney. I can't advise you. You need to seek legal counsel. I want you to make the right decision based on what you learned from them. So- I we don't practice law. I don't I'm not a lawyer. I'm a real estate agent. But yet we cover ourselves enough to have buyers understand the risk they're taking, how important it is that you've really thought through this because when the poopy hits the fan sometimes in life, boom, everybody gets mad and it's not my fault. I, I'm not a home inspector. I all I could do is say I don't see any mold, I don't see any water, I don't see anything bad but I'm not a home inspector. I'm not a professional in that department. I mm-hmm. know enough to be dangerous, but that's not good enough in in reality, right? So that's what happened this week and that's what I see coming down the pipeline that I think um is going to be really unbelievable in for some agents and some agents are just we're not, we don't can't get sued. We're not part of the contract. But I can see buyers wanting to find out who's that seller again? I I demand that they prove that they didn't have knowledge of this or why did this dishwasher stop working it was working the day we moved in and it's like going back to your mechanic getting mad that the brakes wore out and they don't work no more well Mm -hmm. it's not his fault that they wore out it's not his unless he put them on wrong you know but there's my thoughts to what i think is going to be coming on the bad side of this whole thing i got like i get scared with a little bit you know but it's all good
0: yeah yeah well I, i mean i've talked about um the house i bought down in calvert county you know 16 years ago and three months after I bought it the septic went bad and my biggest thing was I had a home inspection I did my due diligence everything was fine but I was really mad and yeah. I still am mad yeah I know you still are You're still am mad it up. I still can't turn you that Still page. can't let it off but the thing is is that I did my due diligence and that still happened and it still happened So things like that will happen. And septic is just a whole different you just got to be careful. But I did go back, and I did do my investigative work to see if the previous owner had been getting it pumped out. And everybody within 50 miles—I called everybody to see if I had an account, you know. And they were all like—and I found one guy who was local, and he said, oh, yeah, I pumped that out um, three years ago. And so— I, I there was nothing that the seller did. I but I was angry and I it yeah. still Things frustrated happen. today. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's a big thing. The thing that I'm seeing out there are people are so worried about the rates. Okay? Yeah, that's what we're gonna get what into. What are the rates? Yep, yep, You know, people are just it's like day
1: trading. <laughs> yes,
0: it really is. <laughs> so we saw this week the rates came back a little bit, which was awesome. Got back down to the four, you know, I not not, not above four. So that was really good. Um, but the
1: now, let me stop you, let me stop you. What if somebody locked in? Here's how that affects things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, they laxed it back down. They got up a little above, I don't know four and a quarter they got to or less or whatever in between four and four and a quarter or whatever. And then all of a sudden they go down a little bit. But you, not just you as a lender, but lenders across the United States, have tons of buyers who locked in a week ago when it was a little higher. And then they got this crazy alert on their computer or God knows how they found out or they watch TV and they saw that rates came down a tiny bit overnight. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Now, what do I do? Do you get those calls? How do you, how do yes. you deal with that when they say, yeah. wait a minute, how, how do I get the lower thing now? Because last week it locked in a little higher. I don't want the higher one. I want the lower one. What do you do about that? Because we're going to see this a lot coming up most likely, right?
0: Um, yeah, so the phone calls that come in basically are uh, saying, hey, you know, what's what's my options? Yeah. Well, when you lock in, you tell me, you say, Terry, please lock me in. Locking in is, is basically you're guaranteed that you're going to get that rate. Safety It's very net. safe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what I tell people is that you can float the market or you can choose to lock. If you do lock and rates come down, you basically have the same rate if they come down dramatically by like three-eighths in rate half a point right oh boy then we have the ability to renegotiate that rate because otherwise they're going to walk down the street and get the lower rate yeah so we have the ability to renegotiate that rate and usually we meet them somewhere in the middle and everybody's fine but if it drops down an eighth of a point, eighth of a percentage point which is pretty much what it did we basically you're locked in and what i explained to him is next week when the rates go up can we talk about giving you a higher rate (laughs) and the answer is always no 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 i said okay i just want to make sure so when the rates go up next week which they probably will a lot of this was based on the invasion of ukraine and and, and,
1: It's it's a blurb
0: yeah so so when i say it that way they go they've did exactly what you do. They <laughs> chuckle and I say, No, you can't call me when the rates go up to see if I can get a higher rate. <laughs> so basically, we're going to work with you. Yeah. We know we don't want people to have a bad, you know, we don't want people to be upset because they well, locked no. in. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've been encouraging people to really think hard about floating. Like, do you really want to float? Because r- here's what rates have done since, you know, January 17th to today they've gone from three and a quarter all the way up to over four you know that is not gonna get any better are we gonna see three and a half percent probably not until the presidential election year in two years rates always come down in the presidential election year so what I tell people is the first thing is what I talked about last week or two weeks ago is the average rate over the last 50 years yeah Is seven point oh nine percent. Four percent is a really, really, really good rate. Yeah, okay. Yep. It's a great rate. Is it three and a half? No, it is not, but it's still a really, really good rate.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing is you gotta have those reality checks like hey, it's still okay, the world's not coming to an end um but that's good to know that's something people obviously need to know is there's some flexibility there are some options and some things like that so it's not the end of the world and to stick with you and keep working on things and uh call it a day it's okay because at the end of the day it could be a lot higher i mean you know i remember the people uh two and a half years ago when it was almost it was five percent i mean imagine those people two years ago we helped buy homes lock in and then all of a sudden a year and a half later we're below three percent. I mean I mean, obviously there's an element of them that refinance. That's why your refinance market was really good at the time. But then again, there's some of them they, they didn't. It was on the edge of like, ah, oh, oh, what do I do here? So yeah.
0: Yeah, we had somebody that was uh the highest the rates got were October two thousand eighteen. They went over five percent. Yep. I remember locking somebody in at five and an eighth, and they basically said I I I don't want this rate like you know I I can't this is just too much and I said can you handle this payment for two years and they said well yeah I can handle it for 30 years I just don't want to handle it (laughs) and I said okay I said we'll get in touch I'll refinance you when the presidential election year comes along and we'll get you a much lower rate well they called me up and they were like Hey, I'm calling to refi, and I said, hey, and they said, do you remember when you said that? I said, well, yeah, I say it to everybody, and they like, how do you know that? I said, because I've been doing this 36 years, and every year, the presidential mm-hmm. election year, the rates come down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right, last thing I had, Terry, on the expectations and roles within us, ha-ha. <laughs> The biggest pressure we're seeing, and it's going to continue to some margin on the seller side of things, is no doubt the appraisal, okay? I just, my listing I took in Mount Airy, it's almost $800,000 home, and I said to them, look, I get it. I don't care what Zillow says. I don't care what Realtor.com says. I don't care about this, that, that. Those are algorithms. Those are no-man land. Those are that stuff. Banks don't even look at that. You don't even look at that. You don't care about that appraisal. Here's the bottom line. The data is the data is the data. And you got to be careful because if you start XYZ or this or that, you already know we're probably going to go $20,000, $40,000 higher. Now what happens is the appraisal issue. How do you want to handle that? Like there's no other ammunition. There's no other data that supports it. And I said, look, it's, you're going to get the highest price. You're going to get a higher price than we've ever seen in real estate. But we also don't want to run into an appraisal issue. And so there's a fine line of, like, where would that be? So that's where I go back to, like, Kenny and other appraisers and say, hey, here's this. Here's what I've come up with. Do you, do you see a problem? There's nothing wrong with sending Dad over and saying, can you look at this for five minutes? Do you see a problem? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that at all because I want to try to hedge off a problem. And so that's something that, that I'm paying attention to more and more and more. You um, have to. And especially I have one I just listed over in Jefferson Chase, and there was one pending under contract, hadn't settled yet, that was at 350 And so as we were looking at, like, where to be, how much, like, where's the differences, that's your cousin. And that's going to be used as the comp. And I can guarantee you we can't cower outside of that line right there. And the seller was like, oh, I get it. That's cool. I'm glad. we just, We got to keep an eye on it. We just want to know. Is that going to help us or hurt us? What direction is that one going to go? Did they price it too low? Do you think it's going to go much higher? Problem is I can't get the data before we do it. It has to sell first.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had one. We
1: have that situation. So that's that's the angles that I use, and that's the angle a good agent's going to use on the listing side so that you as the seller understand we really are looking at every single option top to bottom with our experience so that you're, you're not low, you're not high, you're not this, you're not that. It's right, pretty sweet, makes sense. It's good. It's good for right now in the snapshot of the market. Be happy. It's
0: good. Had one where it was West Virginia. It was a beautiful house. It was a one-story rancher. It was listed for $570,000 for 30 days. So it was... Wow. Overpriced. Over
1: I was going to say that's high.
0: So they moved it down to four hundred and seventy thousand dollars.
1: Wait a minute! Did you just say they went from what five
0: seventy to four seventy?
1: Five set. Wait five seventy, five seventy to five seven zero.
0: No, So they two, came down no. forty
1: thousand. They came down thirty thousand?
0: No, no, no. Five seven zero. Yeah. To four seven zero. They dropped it a hundred thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> that's jumping from landing to landing, not step to step.
0: Go yeah. ahead. And then it underappraised and the, and the, it you underappraised you had underappraised down to 420 and and so the sales price is now, you know they negotiated a little bit higher than the appraised value. but the bottom line was when I talked to the agent, the agent said, this is what the buyers demanded was start at 570, drop it to 470 and he said, I oh, the just, sellers demanded this. The sellers demanded okay, it. Okay, gotcha. And and what the agent said to me is he said, I did my homework, and I do not disagree with this appraiser, yep. but I had sellers that weren't willing to listen. Okay. And they were listening to everything else. So. All
1: right, guys. Hey, have an awesome week out there. Happy, happy weekend. Uh, Terry and I are here for you, as always, at your Frank Real Estate Update, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Happy buying and selling.
0: Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 301 639 9244. Or you can always email me at kernan at presidential.com.
1: And this is Darren Ahern from Remax Results. You can reach me anytime 240 344 1713. Again, it's 240 344 1713 or at Ahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.